Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomopadasu. This is episode 39 of Ray Zomopada Soup. Of course, I'm your host, Ray. You can catch me on Twitter spitting all my shenanigans at Dars underscore smokes. And you know what my shtick is. I'm about bringing you guys the hottest guests from MMA Twitter. And today is no different. I actually got someone really important to our sport today. This is the commissioner of the Kansas Athletic Commission, Sean Willick. What's up, brother? Hey, Ray, man. Thank you so much for having me on. You were so nice. You uh, had a very nice note. You uh, tagged me in Twitter. He said something very nice about me, and I responded and found out we live very, very close to each other. And we're both a couple of Kansas City guys, and uh, we're both hardcore MMA guys. So thanks for reaching out, and thanks for having me on your program. Yeah, absolutely, man. I thank you for taking the time to do this. I know it's a little late in the evening, but hey, man, we make it work. All good. Oh, this is a good time. I, I have young kids. My girls have just gone to bed. So um, before I start part three of the Who Killed Malcolm X doc with my wife on Netflix, you and me will talk some fighting. So all good. Is that any good? I, it keeps coming up on my Netflix and I, I think about wanting to watch it, but I don't know. It's 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 great so far. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X when I was 19 or 20, and it was one of those really formative books that kind of changed a lot of what I thought. And uh, I was just a huge Malcolm X fan uh, moving forward. I read Maribel Manning's book on Malcolm X a couple of years ago, and I've always been a huge, huge fan and follower of Malcolm X and fascinated by this documentary. It's a six-part doc on Netflix, nice. uh, another high-quality Netflix doc. And through two episodes, I am completely and utterly hooked in and fascinated. That's awesome, man. So tell me what you got going on. Uh, you got... Uh, you got uh, a website you want to give a shout out to and a book you got that you're writing. What's going on with those things? So my book, it's actually been out about five years. It's being, op well, it's been optioned for quite a while. It's being turned into a movie. It's called, Is This Legal? The Inside Story of the First UFC from the Man Who Created It. Holy and smoke. I co-wrote it with Art Davey, who's the creator of the UFC. Two years ago, Art Davey was finally and rightfully put in the UFC Hall of Fame. Art was nice enough to ask me to read his induction. Um, yeah. He's like a family member to me. We, we almost have morphed. I don't even think it's almost anymore. We've really morphed into a father-son relationship, awesome. which is phenomenal. And it recounts the four years of Art's life from 1989 through 1993. Quit his advertising job, spent his life savings, went all in, attracted people like Horion Gracie and John Milius, John McCarthy, and created this thing called the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which Art then was with uh, through 1997 and saw his baby grow into, what, a $2.2, $2.4 billion company. It's an absolutely wow. phenomenal thing. So the book, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it uh, in bookstores. Oh, it's already out. To it. Oh, yeah, it's been out about five years. Um, oh, I was like to talk about the book. Absolutely. And yeah, and hopefully we'll get a second life in it when uh, when the movie comes out. But um, knock on wood, the movie uh, could be rolling end of this year. But if you want to get a copy of the book, if you want to get an autographed copy from Art, it's isthislegalthebook.com, isthislegalthebook.com. That's awesome, dude. I definitely will check that out myself. Uh, I'm going to be looking for that on Amazon for sure. Art Davey, man, he's a he's a staple in the UFC history. And anyone that says otherwise is a goddamn liar. So 
Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, art means a lot to me, and I appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, people know more about Art Davey than they did 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. look, the UFC Hall of Fame, ultimately, you're in if Dana White wants you in. And if you're right. not in, if Dana White doesn't want you in. Frank Shamrock's not in. Randy Couture is not in. John McCarthy, who's a dear mm. friend. Those guys aren't in. It's the UFC Hall of Fame. It's not the MMA Hall of Fame. It's the UFC Hall of Fame. And Dana White can put in who, whomever he wants. So I was thrilled when he put in Art Davey. He didn't have to do that. He could pr- try to erase that history. And Dana White, full credit, he said, mm-hmm. no, Art Davey is the guy who started it. And he should be in the Hall of Fame. And it was a big night. Uh, he was inducted July of 2018. And it was a really special, important night for both Art and myself. That's awesome, man. I do remember that. Uh, so y- you have uh, some commentating history as well. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were a major part of the Bellator commentary team uh, from 2010 to 2005. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Bjorn Rebney hired me in December of 2009. I had been with Jimmy Smith for two years at M1, and Bjorn recruited both Jimmy and me together. And it was odd. I was actually texting with Bjorn Rebney. I think I'm one of the few uh, people from that original Bellator group mm-hmm. that still has a relationship and a friendship with Bjorn Rebney. Um, but we still are in communication all the time, mainly by text. But Bjorn mm-hmm. Rebney, I know he's a controversial figure, but mm-hmm. I've always kind of liked controversial figures. And <laughs> I, I there, there are four people who I really owe my, my commentating career in MMA to. And Bjorn Rebney is in that group of four, probably number one, quite frankly, in that group of four. But okay. last month I was in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 10 commentating. And I was texting and Hector Lombard was on the card and I was texting Bjorn Rebney saying this is so bizarre because 10 years ago in April uh, was when we started Bellator and I started with Bjorn and I was commentating about five miles away from uh, the Seminole Hard Rock where we did that Bellator show and Luis Palomino was on that Bellator show and here he was 10 Mm. years later on on Bare Knuckle and the same with Hector Lombard. But it was a really special time for me in Bellator. It definitely took me to the next level in Mm -hmm. in MMA commentating. I had been at Pride, but I was at Pride at the very, very end. And I went to M1, and that was a big show in Europe, but it was on HDNet at the time. Didn't get a lot of play in this country. And and Bellator was really the break that I needed. And Bjorn Rebney was was the perfect boss for me. Like Mm -hmm. I say, we're still friends. And yeah, I had a I had a nice run at Bellator. I was there five and a half years. I stayed about another 13 or 14 months after Bjorn left. And Mm -hmm. I look on that period very fondly, most especially the four and a half years I worked for Bjorn. That's awesome. You know, I think that 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 gives a lot of insight into uh, into, you know, commentary for a lot of guys that inspire to be in the MMA media Uh, like myself. uh, Can you give a little bit of more insight into like the grassroots starting, you know, that that type of uh, that type of resume building? Yeah, I mean, you're doing it right. And it's amazing how the world has changed, especially the media world has changed in 10 years. If there were podcasts 10 years ago, I never heard of them. I didn't know there was such a thing. Right. And if you look at what the MMA media was, it it was nothing compared to what it is now. You know, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, 
ESPN wasn't even covering uh, MMA, certainly not the UFC. And now, as you see, they're the distribution arm of the UFC in North America, and you see what the co- the coverage is that they get. I know in Bellator, I think in 2012, we had a mention in USA Today, and it was like the biggest thing ever for us. Yeah. You just didn't <laughs> see that. There were some good websites out there, Sure Dog, Five Ounces of Pain, Bloody Elbow, but it, it always felt a little underground because it was. Mm-hmm. And so, Ray, I'm telling you, by doing the podcast, you're doing it right. I, I was extremely fortunate. And throughout my career, I've I've thankfully not gone wood to this point, <laughs> been the beneficiary of some very, very good timing. Uh, I watched UFC one live um, on pay-per-view. I was a nice. kid. I was at home in Shawnee, Kansas. My mom paid the fourteen ninety five, and I was hooked. And I knew I wanted to be a fight commentator. Um, I started commentating in Kansas City. If you remember the old Metro Sports, I don't know how long you've lived in. Oh KC. my goodness, yeah, dude, I'm born and raised Kansas City, and so I you totally, know Metro I, Sports. I totally know Metro Sports. <laughs> the old, uh, the old Metro Sports, where I commentated soccer in the old Kansas City Wizards, now sporting KC. And yes, my, my buddy Joe Kelly was doing boxing. I commentated a few boxings, and then he launched this MMA promotion called Titan, and we did those shows on Metro Sports. That was my first MMA commentary gig. I'd been in, in commentary for a while, mainly soccer, and mm-hmm. done a fair amount of TV, but that was my first MMA gig. And off of that, a year later, I got hired by Pride. It was amazing. And three years later in Bellator. But the way the world has changed, when I got hired by Pride, you think about the jobs that were out there. There weren't that many. There was right. Pro Elite. There was the UFC. And at the time, Goldberg, Mike Goldberg wasn't going anywhere and pride. Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate that Mauro Ranello had left and they tried uh, people like Damon Perry, who didn't work out, Lon McCarron, who didn't work out. And there was an opening and a guy named Jerry Millen, another controversial figure in MMA, who's a dear, dear friend of mine. Someone I put mm-hmm. on that list of four gave me a massive break, brought me into pride. But the way it's opened up now, just the number of shows every weekend on Fight TV the number of shows on UFC Fight Pass, which certainly mm-hmm. didn't exist 10 years ago, the shows on Facebook Watch and YouTube. So mm-hmm. for you, Ray, for anybody listening who wants to be a commentator in MMA or they want to be a cage announcer, ring announcer, they want to be a journalist, podcast host, whatever you want to do, you can go out and you can make your own career now. You don't have to wait for somebody to hire you anymore. And I think that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and there's a small promotion and they're doing Facebook Watch, Find the promoter and tell them you'll do it and you'll do it for free or you'll do it for $50. My first my first paying gig in radio when I was 19 years old, I got hired by the old KY 102 in Kansas City. I know I'm making this very Kansas City centric. I love it. Out of KC, but the old KY 102 and they hired me to cover the Royals for $10 a game. And I was happy for that $10 because dude, you know, oh, go ahead. No, but Ray, I was just going to say, but but I still had to be hired by somebody. Now you can go out and you, you can do it. I mean, a promoter's got to say yes, but mm-hmm. if you have the initiative, if you have the drive, even if it's the tiniest little mom and pop MMA show in the tiniest little high school gym or National Guard Armory, it's a good chance they're going to be streaming it somewhere and jump on that because because that's the way you get into this industry and then you can open yourself up. 
No, I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, just the grind, uh, the, the passion for it. You know, you have to love it. Um, I about five months ago started getting credentialed for Invicta FC, you know, another local. Uh, well, they're, they're not local, but pretty much local. You know, they're yeah, it's, it's odd there. because they have international. It's a fantastic show. Shannon Knapp, by the way, lives where you and I live in Shawnee, Kansas. The case I didn't know. Shout broke. out to Shannon Knapp. Absolutely. Shannon's fantastic. Great friend and phenomenal promotion and yeah it's it's an international promotion uh mm-hmm. which does all of their shows at memorial hall in kansas city kansas which we're extremely fortunate for i'm those so of us happy about in kansas and in kc i do not take that for granted shannon if you ever listen to my podcast please know i love you for that just i'm right down the street from the fights uh i know a lot of guys kind of fly in fly out whatever um, but hey, you know, I, I don't have to do all that. So I can go to the, the weigh-ins and uh, interview some fighters and whatnot. So it's been a really cool, fortunate experience to have a promotion right down the street to uh, take me in and allow me to kind of work my resume. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And, and like I said, Ray, you're doing it the right way. Is You're not waiting for someone to hire you 25 years ago, waiting for a newspaper or magazine to hire you. You know, my kids are 8 and 14. I think they would say, what's the newspaper? Right. You know, you go out, you get credentials, and you cover it. And I think it's that grit and that determination that all of us have to have to get into this business. When I was a kid, I didn't know anybody who knew anybody who knew anybody who knew anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, I'm, I'm the son of a single mom from Shawnee, Kansas, who was a public school art teacher. We didn't know anybody in showbiz or sports or journalism or entertainment or anything cool like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just I think it's the will and the tenacity and probably wearing people down. Uh, that's kind of been what I've my MO throughout my career, wearing people down uh, until you get that press credential or you get that $10 a game job or Absolutely. you get that podcast or you, you get that commentary gig. Yeah. Um, I, which that actually kind of brings me to my next, I actually got two questions for you. So Absolutely. my first question is what are some of your biggest responsibilities as being a commissioner of the athletic commission? Yeah, that's a great question, and and it's I kind of live in two worlds because I make my living as a fight commentator. Mm-hmm. On the athletic commission, I'm appointed by the governor. I'm in year number six, so I've actually been appointed by two governors, and I stay completely apolitical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was appointed by Governor Brownback, who's a Republican. I was appointed mm-hmm. by Governor Kelly, who's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And my political affiliations and my voting record don't come into it because mm-hmm. I am their number one for fighter safety. It sounds cliched, but number one, my responsibility is fighter safety. True. Number two, my responsibility is to grow combat sports in Kansas. That's bringing nice. in promotions. That's working with promoters. Shannon Knapp, before I was on the commission, she was in Kansas. She had a terrible experience. She was treated really, really poorly by the Kansas Athletic Commission. And those people are no longer in place. Those are people who've moved on in their jobs, Mm -hmm. moved on in their careers, moved on, period. Mm -hmm. But she was treated poorly. And a big part of what I did was working with Shannon, bringing her back, helping her get a venue deal at Memorial Hall. I did a walkthrough um, with Shannon Knapp, people from uh, the Unified Government of Kansas City, Kansas. Can you tell me a little bit? I don't mean to cut you off, but I've had the question directly asked of me. Why does Invicta house all of their their shows here? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, I I can't speak for Shannon, Mm -hmm. um, but from my perspective, 
I know that Shannon lives in Kansas City. She's mm-hmm. very proud of being in this city. She wants to do great things for this city I love with it. her company. Uh, her television producer, who another Metro Sports guy who has been my friend for 20 years, Corey Smith. He's nice. a Kansas City guy. So if you have your television producer in, in the city, that's going to make things easier. And Victor's got a phenomenal crew. They're one of the best looking fight shows, not just on UFC Fight Pass, but anywhere period Mm -hmm. they have the consistency of a crew the vast majority of whom live in kansas city Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's a matter and again i don't want to speak for shannon and i can't speak for shannon or absolutely but but my perspective is if you have a great crew you have a great center base Mm -hmm. you're flying in people from brazil and finland and south korea uh, and across the united states on your card Mm -hmm. go to some place where you know where you like where you have good support we've Mm -hmm. seen the crowds grow i don't know if you were the last invicta yeah but that was the best crowd right it was dude it's getting bigger i love it and i think for this next fight next week it's going to be even bigger because people love this tournament format absolutely and and so my feeling is shannon loves being in this city it makes sense and rather than do a road show and going around, stay where she's comfortable. Um, I'm very proud of my Kansas commission. I feel like we work extremely well with her. And I feel like our people are extremely high quality. Our judges, our refs, our inspectors, our mm-hmm. physicians. Um, and it, it just seems like it's it's a great fit. But, yeah, Shannon started at Memorial Hall. And, again, this predates me on the commission. Mm-hmm. She, she was treated very, very poorly. She left, and I didn't blame her. And when we worked to get her back, I told her, I said, Shannon, I'm embarrassed the way you were treated. I would apologize for it, except I had nothing to do with it. But I can tell you it's never going to happen again. And and she came back. And so after fighter safety, Ray, it's working to get business in Kansas. Mm-hmm. You know, when we found out the UFC was interested, and I was talking with Mark Ratner, I work hand in hand with Adam Rohrbach, who's our executive director. It's Adam's full time job. I'm paid zero dollars and zero cents to be on the Kansas Athletic Commission. True. It's kind of like being on the board of directors of a not for profit or I guess an NGO. You sense. have a lot of responsibility, but you have no pay and you make it uh, make of it what you want to make of it. And, mm-hmm. and I treat it like a full time job. I love it. I wouldn't do it if one, I didn't love the job and two, I didn't love MMA. Mm -hmm. And I'm very fortunate. We have an executive director who's become one of my dear friends, Adam Rohrbach. And we really work like a tag team, man, and go after promotions. You know, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship Mm -hmm. will be here in Wichita. They're playing in trust. Kansas had its first UFC uh, ever uh, March of last year, also at Interest in Wichita, Wichita, we're the home base of Invicta. Until 2018, Kansas had never had a world title fight in boxing since 2018 to now we've had four. Oh, so, man. you know, you're you're a Kansas guy like me, you know, and I get it, man. I travel every week. Mm-hmm. I was in Portland, Oregon last week. Um, I'll be I'll be in Ireland next week, man. I yeah. travel every week. I get it. A lot of people internationally and even in the U.S. don't think of Kansas, don't think of Kansas City. Absolutely. So. One of my jobs, one of my responsibilities is make them think about it. You know, Absolutely. so many people, when they look at a map, they see three states. They see New York, California, and Florida. And right. we try to tell them why they should come to Kansas, why they should come to Kansas City, or if not Kansas City, we'll send you to Wichita, we'll send you to Lawrence, we'll send you to Topeka, we'll send you to Salina, we'll send you to Liberal, we'll send you to Independence, Kansas. We'll, we'll make something work for you with our commission. 
Okay. Well, that that's that's phenomenal. I think that uh, what you guys have been doing, bringing more uh, more business to the state, that's been great. Um, because, <laughs> like I said before, I'm very fortunate to have Invicta right down the street. Uh, I was uh, at the Wichita show, uh, and you know, this has just been phenomenal to be here and watch this thing grow. But Sean, we've almost done our 20 minutes, man. Is there anything that you desperately needed to say before we get out of here? Well, I'll plug it, and then offline, off-air, I'm going to send you the credential link because I'd love to have you down the coverage. So Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, which is Absolutely. one of the promotions that I commentate for. I've proudly been with them since their first show, which was June of 2018. So BKFC 11, that's March 14th in Kansas, uh, in, in Wichita, at mm-hmm. uh, Interest Bank Arena, the same venue that housed the UFC. I was told today that it's tracking to be the best-selling uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship show yet. Wow. Uh, so you essentially you essentially have two main events, not two, not a co in a main, but two main events. Dave Rickles, my buddy, another great Kansan of ours, all-time in fights in Bellator, making his Bare Knuckle debut, and then the other main event is Nico Hernandez, who is our Olympian from Kansas, bronze medalist in boxing in the 2016 games. Oh, snap. Da- Dakota Cochran is on this card. Sam oh, Shoemaker, the big heavyweight from the Ozarks, is on this card. My buddy Joe Wilk, who I used to commentate with in victory. Yeah, Joe uh, Wilk FC. from Manhattan. Absolutely. Joe Wilk from Manhattan is on the card. Jake Lindsay, ex-UFC. Jacob oh, Aiken, ex-Bellator. Stacked card. So I'm going to send what? you the link. Yes. And for people listening, you can go online, bareknuckle.tv, or just find Interest Bank Arena on their website, Ticketmaster. Come down to the show on March 14th. Uh, it's it's going to be epic. You know, when I look and I think, man, we have Invicta, we've had the UFC, we've had Bellator here, we've had world title boxings, including Showbox and PBC. Now we're getting a major bare knuckle card. I'm very, very stoked. And I hope you come down, Ray. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be down there, man. Uh, Sean, I definitely appreciate you joining me for the podcast, man. This has been great. Uh, And I hope we do one again soon. I know you're a very busy man, but uh, I think that people listening to this will love to hear from your perspective again, especially after the upcoming Invictus fight with the uh, open scoring. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, I will not be there. I've got a commentating gig I'm doing in Ireland. I'm doing a lion fight Muay Thai in Ireland. Oh, okay. Um, but we'll definitely talk about this. We can talk about open scoring. And you have my number now. You live about five miles from sure me. So thing. You definitely, definitely hit me up offline. And I'm gonna I get will you not those. be a stranger. Absolutely, brother. And I'm going to get you that credential link. And, and everybody listening, I appreciate the time. And, Ray, I will tell you, man, uh, keep on keeping on, man. This is a great show. Very impressed by your knowledge base. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate you, man.